today we have um, a special guest on with ourselves and her name is Alessandra and I'm going to get Alessandra to introduce herself. Over to you, Alessandra. Hi, my name is Alessandra Polina. I run a small PR company called Polina PR and Marketing um, where, I, where I help businesses with all things PR and marketing. Perfect. Thanks so much for introducing yourself there, Alessandra. So why do you do what you do? Um, I do what I do because I love supporting other businesses do what they do. Um, <laughs> I love helping spread people's messages. Um, I get really excited about other entrepreneurs and business owners and all the really cool things they're doing. And I love to be a part of it in some way. And I've found that that for me is helping spread their message with the people that they need to know about it. Okay. And in terms of PR, because I know when, you know, the ordinary person or ordinary business person who don't really have a lot of experience in PR, um, when they hear that, obviously it means, you know, public relations. Um, but if you can give the audience a bit of a little bit of idea as to what does what do your services normally incorporate, um, the, the sort of the whole spread of it, like what's your special special area, or if you cover everything, that kind of information. Yeah, so I started out um, as really just kind of you know PR in the most um, kind of specific sense, a lot of media relations. So I would help businesses get featured in the news um, by pitching journalists and editors um, a specific story and trying to get it covered in a publication. Um, it's definitely branched out a little bit since then. Um, the PR has kind of broadened a bit, especially with, you know, everything that you can do these days in terms of reaching audiences. So now it kind of includes social media, a lot of online marketing, um, kind of all of those things that can be added into the mix to help spread the message. Um, with a specialization still definitely in the media relations piece of things, because I think that is kind of the missing link a lot of times that people don't kind of know how to do as much. It's not as much on their radar, but it can have the biggest effect because it allows you to reach people who you're not otherwise reaching with your direct marketing strategies. Um one of the ways it's it's also grown a lot in the last um, pretty recently in the last year or so in that I have found I really like to work one on one with people more. So sometimes somebody doesn't want to hire, you know, my company as an agency to work on their brand on a monthly basis, but it's more like working with them as the business owner to kind of teach them the tools and. Um, teach them how to create the materials that they need and teach them how to actually carry out the strategy themselves so that they can do a lot of the promoting on their own and not necessarily have to be tied down to working with an outside agency all the time. Um, I find that nobody promotes your business better than you do. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've found that to be a really fun way to work more, even more hands-on um, with people on kind of a shorter scale timeline um, where I can kind of prepare them with everything they need and then put them off into the world to promote their business on their own. So that's been another fun piece of the business lately. Interesting. And then for, for those who really, um, just to break it down even further for them, I know you said media relations. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, so 
um, we start with basically creating a wish list of uh, who you would want to write about your business or your brand. So it starts with creating a media list, um, which can either be specific writers that you know would be applicable for your brand. Maybe you've seen them writing about something similar or you know they cover the industry, something like that. Um, or, or you can start with a specific idea. Like, I know I have this really interesting story to tell about my brand and then we kind of see from there which publications would be the most natural fit for that story. Um, so you can approach it from both both ways, depending on kind of what you what you're how you're feeling there. Um, and then putting and then we put together all the information um, about the story that we can have about your brand and the story, and put it together um, as a media kit with all the information in one place that we can go to the publication or the writer with, and say, "This is everything you need to know about this brand, and here is a specific pitch. Like this is the story that we think you would like to write. This it would be the most applicable for your audience. It would be the most interesting for you. And then, of course, on our end of things, it's." it's the story that we also most want to get out there. You know, it's, you know, if there's something new or something interesting going on with the brand that we think people would resonate with, that's what we're obviously trying to get out there. Um, and then, and then it's, yeah, so it's making that pitch and then follow up. Um, it's the relationship with the writer because people are going to want to write about something. Um, basically if you come at them in a, in a way that they, can appreciate and it makes sense and they have a relationship with you because, um, and I mean me or whoever's doing the pitching because they, you know, you're not just totally blindly sending them a random email saying, Oh, write a story about this. You know, there's, there's the relationship building there to kind of create a bit of a, um, conversation and get them interested in it and kind of convince them to want to write about it. Um, so that hopefully that all kind of, well, hopefully that results in in the write-up that you want in the article. So then you have this earned media um, coverage on your brand and you can share that. You know, you have that forever. You can save it and share it with people. Um, and it just helps promote your brand in a way that you really can't do in any other way. Okay. And then for, for, for the, you know, the woman who's listening on there, she has a business and she wants to know... Um, why is this important and what's if you can give an example of the, the results that other businesses have received and kind of successes will you know that will, will surround that particular company if you know what i mean so like what's in it for them like okay people hear about media about pr about featured in in media but in in the bottom line how does it affect your bottom line in terms of you know cash or even yeah. coverage or all of that if you can give us an example of that it'd be great I mean, it depends on what your what your business is and what your goals are. I think I always like to start out by saying it shouldn't really be just about the the bottom line, just about making the sales and making the money. I think I mean that's kind of always, I guess, underlying there. But the number one reason that I think should be at your forefront of wanting to promote your business through PR and to get in the media is that it helps just build your brand so much. It helps um, get you out there in a way that is really that's authentic and gets you in front of people that you wouldn't otherwise be in front of. Um, and it helps people get to know you better. So it's more about kind of building up clout for your business. Um, people see that if you're featured in a 
publication, um, you know, it kind of, it kind of makes people take you more seriously. So I think that should be, I mean, I think that's usually kind of the, almost the best reason to, to try to do that in terms of building your brand and building your business. Um, but then yes, of course, the more people who see it, the more people you reach, um, ideally you're going to get in, you know, get in front of people who are going to then also want to become customers, become clients. So absolutely. I mean, you'll, you've seen you know, articles where they feature something that you've never heard of before. And then all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere and people who say, Oh, my website crashed because like I got featured here. And then all of a sudden they had hundreds of orders coming in that night. I mean, that definitely happens. Um, but I don't want to, yeah, I mean, that is, that is an amazing piece of it. And that's definitely the goal, I guess. <laughs> but I kind of like to take the, I like to take the emphasis away from that a little bit more and have it more focus on building up your brand for the longevity and, you know, building your personality and building connections with potential customers and clients that's going to last far beyond, you know, the 24 hours that, that the piece is kind of new and live on the internet and, and getting the most of, you know, the inbound traffic based on that. Um, the idea is that it can, it will be up there forever basically. And you can just keep getting in front of people, um, for months and years to come and, and build up those repeat customers. Okay. And then for the, for that person who's listening again, should they, like how often should they, um, do a PR on their company? So just once, or is it once a month or how often that should that be done? Well, definitely more than once. It takes a little time to, to get it going. Um, I always say you should set aside three, I mean, not set aside. It's not like you're not doing anything else at the same time, but you should kind of think about three months that you want to really focus on it um, just to kind of start getting traction. Because as I said, it's a lot about gaining, uh, about building the relationships and getting, you know, getting yourself out there takes time. It's not that you're necessarily going to send one pitch and then that's it and you're going to be featured and it's all going to be wonderful. Sometimes you need to build that up from, from scratch if you, if you haven't done it before. And especially if you don't have any name recognition yet. Um, so it takes time because you need to build up the relationships. You need to be, get in touch with people. And honestly, sometimes you start um, doing your outreach and it's not applicable for the writer that you really want at the time. But maybe six months down the road it is. You know, maybe they have they're interested in a story that makes sense at that time. And then they're gonna remember and come back to you then. Um, but I mean they might not remember. So you have to kind of stay in the forefront. So I don't recommend um kind of doing an outreach one time and then considering it finished. Um you have to kind of keep consistently keeping up with the people, keep keep up with the relationship, keep always always be looking for new people to build relationships, new ways to kind of build them up and um, stick it out there kind of on an ongoing basis. Okay. And that should be once a month, once every six months, once every three I mean, months. yeah, even if, if you're doing it for yourself, for your business, even if you have, I kind of always say set aside a little time that you can do some check-ins, you can do a little more research, you know, to see if there's anyone else that you should be kind of following, seeing what else is being written about your industry. Um, so that's what I mean by, by research, mm-hmm. um, do that at least once a month. And then also, you know, do your kind of check-ins. So maybe you want to shoot an email to someone just to check in or, or tell them that you saw a great article that they had written recently. Or, um, even if you, if you follow their social media pages and like 
a couple of their posts comment on something just so they kind of know that, you know, they remember you're still there. They see your name. Um, so yeah, for something like that, I mean, maybe set aside five minutes a week that you can do that. And, you know, for different people every time. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe it's a total of 30 minutes a month of that stuff just to kind of keep building the relationships. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, maybe a big push with like a, with a, you know, a real pitch with a story, like once every three months, even once every six months, it's more important to do it when it makes sense mm. for your business, when you have something important to put out there than it is to kind of try to stick to a schedule and say, oh, every two months I'm going to put something out there because then it's, you know, it's not as, um, worthwhile if it's mm. not really something that's that important or that newsworthy and they're going to just kind of get annoyed probably that you're taking their time every so often for something that's not applicable okay okay um and then what do you enjoy most about what you do i enjoy just getting to be a part of all these businesses um <laughs> i always i always just get so excited about the people that i'm working with and what they're doing and getting to kind of be a part of what they're doing by helping promote it and help get it out there is definitely my favorite part. Okay. Um, and then um, when you were growing up, um, obviously, you know, most, most kids who ask, who's asked the question, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? They don't normally say a PR, <laughs> a PR person. So no, you might have no, met I... someone in your sort of childhood that inspired you to, who was, was your role model, who inspired you to go down this, this route? Who was that person? You know, I don't, I didn't really have anybody doing anything like this when I was growing up. I didn't really, I definitely didn't know I was, I didn't have any desire or I didn't even know enough to have the desire, if that makes any sense. I, yeah. I didn't really think of, of running my own business. Um, I definitely didn't really know what PR was. Um, I guess, I mean, it seems like the obvious answer, but I would say my main role models were my parents, you know, they were, they always did what they wanted to do and, you know, did what they thought was the right thing to do. And, um, I would say that, I mean, that definitely shaped me the most. Um, but I, I don't know if there was really anybody who I was like, Oh, I see that person running a business or I see that person doing PR and, and those are what I want to do. It really wasn't until I was older that I even realized it was like a possibility. <laughs> so how did you how did you get into it then? Um, well, I ended up studying communications at at school when I went to college, um, and I just ended up really enjoying the PR track, and um, so I ended up majoring in it, and I just got into a lot of different experiences from there. I ended up actually, uh, my first internship when I was in college um, was probably the thing that shaped me the most um, because it was with somebody who's who owned a small business and um, actually is still one of my one of my very good friends now. And that was definitely the first time that I saw it being done. And mm. I really, really got to get in there and learn how to do kind of all the hands on, um, you know, of what PR really was and get, get to see that in action, but also see running a business and learn a lot about what not to do in running a business, <laughs> I think, and then decide, Oh, I could actually do this. And I think I could do it pretty well. Um, and then when I met my husband, who was, I mean, he was my boyfriend at the time and he really pushed me to actually do it and, and start my business. And that was the first time I actually thought that it was a possibility for me to actually be doing this on my own. Um, 
and yeah, I definitely wouldn't have done that without him, him kind of, he was just like, why wouldn't you do it on your own? Why not just do it? And so I did. <laughs> and then what's the, the biggest, sorry, the best piece of advice you've ever received? I think the best advice is to just get started and, and build from there. Um, I think there's a more eloquent way of putting it. (laughs) Like done is better than perfect or, um, you know, progress, not perfection. Like all of those, I think it's like a little bit cliched right now, but I think those are so, so true. Um, I see people who are working on perfecting something for like four years and yet, but actually not starting because they're not putting it out there at all because mm. they think it has to be perfect. Um, I definitely would have never started if I thought the business, like every aspect of my business had to be perfect before I could begin. So much of it is kind of just getting started and um, perfecting it as you go along kind of. Good, good. Um, and then is there anything um that has affected your life had, or had a biggest impact on your life uh, to date? Um, I mean, I guess starting the business probably has. <laughs> um, that and, and my son, um, when I, I guess that maybe had the most lasting impact because that's, I mean, he's going to be here forever. And, mm. and when I first, um, you know, when I first started my business, I didn't have any kids. So it was really different. And then um, I had my son about three years ago. And at first there was a portion of time where I just didn't want to do anything except for cuddle and snuggle him. And I didn't really feel like going to meetings or leaving the house for any reason. <laughs> or, you know, it was hard to get your mind back into work for a little while for mm-hmm. me at least. Um, but the thing about owning your own business is there's no maternity leave or anything like that. So on the other hand, you know, I was working all the time still. Um, so it was definitely, it was definitely a change. And of course now I look back and I think, wow, what did I do with all the time I had before? Like I, I probably could have done so much more with my business in the years before I had it when I had all that time on my hands. Um, but I've def- yeah, it's made me become much more efficient and um, I think much stronger overall as a business person and, you know, in just getting everything done and, and in working with people. So I think that's had the biggest impact for sure. Okay. Thank you for that. And then for for person listening out there, I know you said, obviously, um, your boyfriend at the time encouraged you to start in business. And he said, there's nothing like perfection. But um, for you, I don't know, well, I don't know what, if you were, were like doing it as a side hustle before or anything like that. But when, when is the best time, can you advise, when is the best time to take that leap um, from whatever it is they're doing, whether it be a stay-at-home mom or working full-time to actually get into business? Yeah, I think... Um well, I was in a bit of a unique situation because I was working um, with somebody where I was able to kind of start taking on clients at the same time as as I continued working, you know, in the job I had been doing. So it wasn't as, it wasn't that much of a leap. It was kind of like dipping your toes in and then kind of jumping and jumping slowly as I kind of built that up, um, which I know is, is very lucky because a lot of people don't situation where you can do that. I mean, I guess that's, yeah. I mean, at the time I didn't even know the term side hustle. I hadn't, (laughs) wasn't in the world where that was like a thing. Um, but I guess that's what it was. Um, except for that I was doing the same thing, you know, I was working at a PR company and then also doing PR clients 
separate from that. So it was kind of like the same thing. But um, yeah, I think the best time to take the leap in general is when you just start thinking about it a lot and you start to, if you realize you're not really that happy in without it, you know, in whatever you're doing now. Mm. Um, I just always, I, I truly believe you should do what makes you happy if you can, like, in, you know, um, uh, within reason. But as soon as I start to hear friends like start to complain about it, some aspect of their life, whether it's their job or whatever else, I, they always just kind of say, well, why don't you change it? Why don't you look for something else? Why don't you figure out a way to fix it? Mm. Um, you know, not that it's always that easy to do it immediately, but you can start taking steps, you know, start figuring out what you would need to do to do it, to, to do something to make you more happy and then start doing it. It doesn't have to be feel like a huge leap, um, but I think it should be as soon as you start to feel unhappy without it. Sorry, good. Thank you so much for that. Um, so now we're going to jump into some fun questions are you ready mm, i think so <laughs> okay so what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received oh gosh the worst piece um hmm i guess i mean i think the worst piece would probably have to be kind of the opposite of what i think is the best <laughs> advice which is you know, to kind of have all your ducks in a row and have everything figured out the way that it, um, the way that it's going to be before you make a move. Because I don't think you can ever really fully predict how something is going to happen later on. So there's, there's no reason to waste all that time trying to get prepared for what you don't know is going to be. Okay. Something that you can't do that you wish you could do. Hmm. Well, where I live, it's cold a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So I think I have to kind of in that mode of uh, keeping warm. I kind of just wish I could go outside all year round and just go for a walk in the morning. That's all I want to do lately. Um, Just kind of enjoy the weather all year round and and not be cold. You know, just have warmth and sun all the time. Isn't there somewhere in the world that you can do that? There is, yes. <laughs> and yes, I, I, that might be a, a something to kind of work towards later on. But right now, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to leave um, family and everything. Mm, yeah. At, so it's kind of which one outweighs. Right now, it's more important to to at least be somewhat near some of the people we love. Maybe later on, we can move somewhere warmer. Yeah. Something on your bucket list. Um, I don't really do bucket lists. <laughs> Maybe that's boring because I think it, I think it goes back to my belief that if you want to do something, you should kind of just do it. I, th- I mean, I think there's plans. I like to have plans for things that are going to happen in the future. I feel like with a bucket list, it's kind of like a whole long list of things that you never actually end up doing. Um, but I do really want to go to Greece. That's kind of my, maybe something people would consider a bucket list item, but that is something that I actually want to plan to do in the next year or so. It's very good. I went to Greece last year. It's amazing. Uh, very yep. hot, 40 degrees. Uh, I went in May. So just heads up, probably more, if you want to be not too warm and not too cold. <laughs> mm, yeah. May. Don't, yeah. If you do it any later, it might be too hot then. Okay. But it was good lovely. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So beautiful in pictures and 
you know, movies and everything. And it's one place I have not ever gone. So, yeah, that's on the list. Good, good, good. Who would you trade places with for a day? Um, I would trade places with Cleopatra. Wow. That I would really enjoy that life for a day. That's amazing. That's, that's a very original one. Wow. Oh, yeah. Was it to be someone who's alive? Does that matter? No, no. No, but that's really good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I always, yeah, I, I think she's so cool. Good. Guilty pleasure? Um, guilty pleasure, the toss-up between getting a massage and pedicure. Wow. Maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> Most people always uh, link guilty pleasures to food. Um, but that's, a, that's an original one. Very good. No, I don't feel guilt about food. I refuse to feel guilt about food. <laughs> All in moderation. Good, good, good. What final piece of advice would you like to give um, that woman who's listening to you, uh, who would be listening to you on the podcast here, and she's heard about um, you know, what you do and you know, how you came to, about in your business? What final piece of advice would you like to give to her? Yeah, I would say just get clear on on what it is that you want to do, whether it's business. Um, yeah, if it's business, get clear on your business, why you're doing what you want to do um, and and what you're going to do with it. You know, <laughs> does that make any sense? Yes. Um, like have, have a bit of a plan um, and ask for help if you need it. Figure out what's, what kind of the steps are to get to where you want to go and then and then just start making it happen. But I think it all begins with clarity. Um, people start, people start things sometimes I think with kind of a muddied idea in their head of what, what it is. Mm. Um, and if you're having trouble fully explaining it to yourself or to others, then it's going to be really hard to have other people kind of buy into it and want to be a part of it or, or, um, end up you know, being loyal customers or clients. So I think the main thing is, is to just get really clear with it and be able to really hone in on what it is that you're doing and why. That's very good. And then where can listeners find you online if they want to avail of your uh, lovely PR services or PR coaching? I'd like to call it PR coaching. I know you did one, one, but I'm sure you probably call it PR coaching. Yeah, you can. My website is polinapr.com. It's P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram which is at Polina PR, P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R. And um, I'm over there a lot. And if you send a message or a comment or anything like that, I'll definitely see it as well. Um, yeah, and, or you can email me from my website. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, that's a really good explanation um, for those of us who have zero PR experience or very little knowledge of it. Um, you know, it's really good um, because, you know, everywhere people always focus so much on uh, social media or, um, you know, other things. And, you know, people keep saying, oh, you know, don't need to do PR anymore when there's so much social media. But it's really good to, to hear that uh, PR is still effective. And, you know, the whole idea behind PR is that building that relationship with, you know, writers as opposed to blasting something on somewhere like I think it's called PR release or something like that. I can't remember the name of the websites now, but um Really, really good insight. So thanks ever so much for joining us um, today. And ladies, that's all we have time for. 
Um, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We have more special guests um, for the rest of this year. Um, some of them very exciting. Um, and I will include the links to Paulina's, sorry, Alessandra's um, website uh, in, at the end of the actual podcast in the, in the, web, in the blog post. And that's it. As I said, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, the rest of the week. Bye for now.